the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. We are living in a day and age where you hear things, see people say things, read, or it's, but it's especially when you see them say things in an interview, in a press conference, at a political rally, whatever it is. And then later they try to tell you, no, that's not what I said. And you're thinking to yourself, but I, I, I heard you. I remember I saw you. Well, there's a book out now about fact checking and who are these fact checkers? And can you trust them? It'll it'll make you laugh, but it also might make you cry. That's next. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Well, this is a beauty. Nothing is truly too absurd to check as long as it's coming from a Republican. My favorite, I'm quoting now Matt Palumbo, our next guest. My favorite fact check of all time came from the Mercury News, which fact checked Trump's Obviously not literal claim that if you stacked up the 1,000 burgers he'd bought to cater an event at the White House, they'd pile up, quote, a mile high. That produced a headline that you can't help but laugh at. Fact check. At two inches each, a 1,000 burgers would not reach one mile high. The president lied to you about the burgers being a mile high. Whatever happened to just saying things, you know... As a kind of a quip, oh, I mean, this thing went on for miles. I could see for miles. Maybe you couldn't really see for miles. Should you be fact-checked? We're talking about hamburgers. And we're talking about the President of the United States saying they stacked up a mile high and they fact-checked it. There's a new book out by our friend Matt Palumbo, Fact-Checking the Fact-Checkers. And Matt is going to join us next. But first, I'm going to ask you this uh, and have you dig for some facts in your own life? Did you think your face and your skin enjoyed the summer as much as you did? Ladies and gentlemen, take a note from Ella from Rockford, Illinois. Quote, I have both age and acne spots, and this stuff is actually fading both of them. This serum is worth every penny. What is she talking about? She is raving about the dark spot corrector from Genucel, a must-have after months of record heat and humidity, sunspots, brown spots, discoloration, and even red inflamed patches all disappear right before your eyes. You'll see it. It's factual. <laughs> and here's the Genucel amazing guarantee. You'll see the results day one or your money back. That's a fact. So take advantage of the Genucel most popular package, which now includes the dark spot corrector, plus the classic Genucel bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects, all at about 70% off. You, you can't pass this up. So you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself, completely risk-free. Did you know that Genucel offers a compliments guarantee? What could be better? They'll give you your money back if you don't get compliments on how much younger you look. It's simple. Go to Genucel.com slash Michelle today. Start looking years, hmm, maybe even decades younger tomorrow. Genucel.com slash Michelle. Say goodbye to the dark liver spots, the bags, the puffiness under the eyes, crow's feet at Genucel.com slash Michelle. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Michelle. You'll see results day one and you'll get compliments everywhere you go. 
guaranteed. Genucel.com slash Michelle. Genucel.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Remember, it's one L. That's a fact. Fact-checking the fact-checkers. The author, Matt Palumbo, joins us next. Matt, great to see you again. Congratulations on this new book. You know, I can recall so many times where I might have sent out an email or sent out something on, you know, social media where someone fired back and said, I went to Snopes and this is wrong or fact checkers, you know, anonymous says this. We think that fact checkers are who they say they are. Why are we wrong to think that? Well, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, the one of the points I make early on in the book is that there has been a decline in, in the amount of journalism jobs out there in the country. And journalists have always had this kind of reputation for being left-leaning. And if you look at the growth in the fact-checking industry, it almost uh, is a mirror image of the decline in journalism. And it's, it's almost as if these left-wing journalists are kind of going into that industry and uh, if you look at who founds these groups, I mean, there's groups like Lead Stories, which is run by a bunch of ex-CNN people. Uh, PolitiFact is run by the Pointer Institute, which is received something by Soros and all these other similar groups. And and really, every single major fact-checking group, except ones that came along way later, like the Daily Caller, and I and actually, I, I can't really think of very many right-leaning uh, <laughs> leaning ones at all. In fact, something that comes to mind, but yeah. but primarily they're left-leaning, and the way the bias shows up is in many ways. Uh, the most obvious is they will just disproportionately check right-wing statements uh, to give kind of this appearance that there's more right-wing misinformation. Um, but then, too, they just use lower standards. Um, there there are cases in the book I have where they will admit someone is right, but then rate it false because they don't think it's relevant. Uh, so, so just to give one example for your next question, uh, Maria Bartiromo said, um, she was making this point that isn't it ironic that the amount of oil we import from Russia has actually doubled under Biden. And Democrats are always saying, like, Trump's in bed with Russia. What's the deal there? So PolitiFact, this guy, Jacob Reyes, looks into the claim and he rated it false. And then you read the article and within the first few paragraphs, it says, while it is true, our imports from Russia have doubled, dot, dot, dot. So he admits it's true. And the editorializing is, well, it only doubled from 3% to 6%. So it's not that significant. Oh, so that my was goodness. his response that it was true, but who cares? And, and the whole book is, is examples like that where I try to make it amusing because if not, it's really frustrating to have to read. Well, that, that's what I was going to say when I was reading yeah. through some of it. I, yeah. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I mean, yeah. some of it was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. But then I got really angry. I was thinking people go to these fact checkers and they are all over the place. Some are affiliated with certain newspapers, as you mentioned. And, and you go there because you really hope you're going to get the the true story. Heck, I've seen stuff about me on Wikipedia that is so far from the truth that it's really appalling to me that this it, it's gotten away with so much. Um, so Facebook, yes. Twitter, I guess we X now, uh, the Instagram. I don't know if they do much fact checking, but mm -hmm. we'll just look at Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. They have their fact checkers that are employed within their companies, correct? So they. 
I think they might have actually originally done that, but the way they did it during the 2020 election was they would partner with the major fact checkers and it was all like the big name ones plus that one right wing one from the Daily Caller. But it would give them basically authority of being the final arbiter of truth on Facebook and formerly Twitter, but Elon Musk did away with that. So one of the benefits for the, well, the now Biden administration, but then campaign is um, whenever there was a viral clip of Biden having a gaffe or getting a factual misstatement or something, there would be a fact-checking article kind of in the theme of uh, who are you going to believe, us or your own eyes and ears? <laughs> and they would claim to debunk what we could just see. And then if you were to share the video on Facebook, you would get a warning of, no, this is misinformation. Read this article. And not only that, it if you run a public page, it dings your page. So it significantly reduces the percentage of your audience that sees your posts in that you know, I had been worked for companies where they might have three or four million likes on a Facebook page and a hundred people would see a post. So it can really drastically uh, throttle a page and, and really it did destroy a lot of uh, right leaning pages during that election. It, it certainly did. And then, of course, the covid misinformation, mm -hmm. disinformation. We almost had that governance board. I mean, it's mm -hmm. sounding more and more Orwellian every single day to me. And are they going to tell us next that after Joe Biden in Vietnam said, I don't know about you, but I got to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Are they going to say, well, in actuality, he may have said that, but he didn't go straight to bed. He stopped and had a cup of tea first. I mean, you know, it's, it is what you've said here. Don't believe your lying eyes. You don't believe what you see. Believe what we tell you because we have three letters like CNN or whatever after our names. And it's really, it's really um, frustrating. I, I want to get to some of these. This is great. Um, oh, the, the best of list. Yes, the best <laughs> yeah. of list. The 99.992% the true claim from DeSantis made false. This was during Hurricane uh, Ian. Go yeah. ahead and tell that story about Lee County. So there was yeah, Lee County. So uh, DeSantis was saying Lee County is out of the, the hurricane forecast cone. And it turns out there is this one uninhabited island that maybe over the summer has a dozen residents out of a county with like half a million people. And if you look at the map of the county, the, the forecast cone just so just touches that island that no one lives on. So I calculated even if 20 people live there, it would have been 0.008% of the population. And of course, it was zero. So it was just a sort of technicality that I was trying to argue of, well, the county does fall, even though it literally affects no one. Oh, and that's just the you never see it on the left to that extent. I, I got to ask you, because what I think one of the things that terrifies me the most about this is, are we the only ones who get this, Matt? I mean, you've written this book. Clearly, a lot of people do see it. But do the majority of Americans get? Do you think that they're being um, influenced in improper ways on a constant basis? I would actually say yes, and that they've overdone it to the extent where people that I wouldn't think would care about this book or even have an input uh, there's people in my day-to-day -day life who I've mentioned it to who aren't political have had the reaction of, oh, yeah, I posted a meme that they fact-checked that was clearly a joke or something along those lines where it's not, you know, significant at you know a national level, but was still enough to annoy them and make them distrust the process. And I think the COVID era, too, is going to cause a lot of people to think otherwise. And that yeah. I, mean, I put it out, I have a whole chapter on the COVID era, and the fact-checkers are never prophetic. They never are ahead of the curve. So... I did a whole section on the lab leak hypothesis and 
somehow within a month of it being proposed by, I think Tom Cotton was the first at it, then Trump, they all decided in unison it couldn't be true. And then all, without exception, have now either said, okay, it's probably true, or, well, we don't know, but are never going to look into it ever again because we'll look bad. Uh, so so they got the most significant issue of 2020 wrong, so I don't know why we trust anywhere else. Uh, it's it's That is what makes me – that's the part of this that makes me want to cry. But let's go back to the part that makes you want to no. laugh because some of this is so good. <laughs> Fact checkers try to cover up the Biden administration crack pipe giveaway. I remember this because I was doing an interview when this story broke. I was going to do an interview with someone and they didn't know I was on the the line yet, the hookup. Mm -hmm. And I heard them in the background saying, did you see what conservatives tried to do with this crack pipe thing? And I thought, oh, my gosh, they really believe what they've decided to believe when the Washington Free Beacon broke the story about the Biden administration paying for crack pipes as part of so-called harm reduction efforts yeah. to fight drug abuses. Uh, Snopes claimed it was mostly false, while USA Today, factcheck.org, doesn't that sound so official and pure, yeah. factcheck.org, and, and others uh, failed to call the story, or rallied to call the story false. What did they do? How could they possibly call this story false? So it basically by not fact-checking it, because the Washington <laughs> Free Beacon, all they did in response was go, no, we, we got the crack pipes. They contacted them, they did all the work, so it was undeniable. And what the left does is, it's always a two-part approach. They'll deny something crazy. So the part one is, no, of course we're not giving out crack pipes, but then once it's proven, then it shifts to, well, okay, but it's for a good reason. It's harm reduction. At least they're not doing something worse than smoke. I don't know. Um, but that's how they phrase it. <laughs> it's 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 really um, quite crazy. Mm-hmm. Here's this one. Not all, just most. Mm-hmm. The case of Democrat control of America's most violent cities. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post, Philip Bump, did, uh, decided to try to fact check a statement from Donald Trump that, quote, you hear about certain places like Chicago. And you hear about what's going on in Detroit and other other cities, all Democrat run. Every one of them is Democrat run. 20 out of 20, the 20 worst, the 20 most dangerous are Democrat run. So what did Bump do? Well, he debunked it. It turns out it's only 19 of the top 20. So so there we finally got it, which it's so annoying, too, because the many fact checkers have a rating scale that would go from being something like a minor lie to a major lie. And they also editorialize there and that that would be a mostly true statement. I mean, 95 percent is in A to maybe an A plus with great inflation. Um, so, so to say that's false is just ridiculous. And the one thing he missed was the city that had a non-Democrat mayor was Springfield, Missouri. And the reason they didn't have a Democrat mayor is because none of their mayors have a political party. There are, there are certain cities in this country that have nonpartisan mayoral elections okay. and city council elections. So it'll look like they're all nonpartisan, but they're usually just Democrats who don't have an official party status. And that was what happened here. I, I, it's just nuts. And, and not only, I think in this case, there's the reaction, right? No, it's only 19, not 20. Yeah. And then they use that mm-hmm. to say Trump lied or so and fill in the blank lied. And they they explode this thing into this um, picture of dishonesty mm-hmm. that is far greater. It's just it's it's outsized. Right. How, and I just I don't know why people listen or 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 accept that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's the goal of the book is it doesn't even need to be read in any particular order. It's just back to back, get a load of these guys and how they can't get anything right. And in fact, I think one of the favorite chapters to write was called Fact Checkers versus Fact Checkers, because <laughs> while it is true, like a large thesis of mine is they do sort of work in unison and, and get things wrong together. Um, they're, you know, they're not always doing that. In fact, you know, there are many of the times they're not going to be, and they often can't even agree with themselves. Um, so you'll have the same author will cover the same claim by different people and can't, and, and can't agree with himself. Um, one of my favorite examples was, and this kind of goes into how they protect Biden. Um, in 20, their beginning of 2022, the economy shrank for six months, which is the definition of a recession, right. or at least what we had for 50 years at least. So yes. the Biden administration then started doing this narrative of actually that's not the official definition. It's an unofficial definition. And what do you know? The fact checkers all agreed. And then once, uh, so, so the purpose of that was once it gets reported that, Hey, the economy shrunk for six months, we're in recession. If, if that article gets posted on Facebook, um, all of a sudden get, it gets fact checked. So you can't claim that. Um, so, so one of the people who wrote one of those articles to that effect, uh, for PolitiFact, I think it was Lewis Jacobson. I went through his prior work and it just so happens he, Five years prior, Donald Trump claimed there was a recession Obama's last year in office. And the same writer said, no, that's not true, because a recession is when the economy shrinks for six months. And that never <laughs> happened. So, so I and then I thought, I thought, you know what? How about all these other guys? Why don't I see what they did? Every single person in that chapter that I found redefined recession under Obama, either them or their publication used the, the prior definition at some prior point in, in their history. So everyone in unison used the definition and then suddenly decided, oh, if Biden says so, I guess we got to change. And you know that when it's a Republican, it's a very different set of facts yep. that they use. It, mm -hmm. it is so partisan that it's embarrassing, really. I, I like this one, too. Fact-checking the hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Even the unknowable is worth fact-checking, as long as it can support a liberal narrative. In fact-checking the hypothetical opinions of dead people, PolitiFact wrote an entire article attempting to argue that George Washington wouldn't have been an ally of the modern gun rights movement. Yes. In another article, they admitted that it's true that Nazis disarmed Jews leading up to the Holocaust but argued that it wouldn't have made a difference in helping Jews defend themselves. How can they prove that? Well, that's the thing. I think they just kind of, I, I was wondering, I'm like, did this woman envision like a hypothetical battle in her head and then just go, oh, I guess they didn't win in my head. Okay, so, so I, should, I, I should give context. Like, a, a big thing with fact-checking is kind of the perceived implication behind a statement. So they were trying to disprove comments that, you know, gun control would prevent or, or having guns could prevent either government tyr tyranny or genocide. And and people will try to make that argument by pointing at how strong our military is, but they, they were doing it um, in the context of the Holocaust here. And I think they admitted there was something like 200,000 guns in private hands of Jews. And uh, I'll take 200,000 over zero. I, yeah. I, don't, I just don't get in, in what world could it have hurt? Is that, the question that that is the question and yeah. I, I that argument well you can't you and a gun can't beat you know the mm -hmm. u.s government and all their their power yeah. it's it's really not yeah. the point and, and and i know that's a separate argument but the the 
Well, I think that is true. The point, if, a go- if a government was to turn tyrannical, it's to occupy territory and roll over people. And yeah. you need boots on the ground for that. And p- armed people would prevent that. I mean, we saw yeah. Vietnam or Afghanistan. There's countless examples showing that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last one I'll get to with you, sure. because this one drives me crazy. Uh, I, I think I saw Biden say this more than once, but during a rally in New Hampshire in February 2020, so we're talking about the 2020 election, Biden told the crowd, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And I think he even later said it in a debate. I'm, I'm not positive, but in the category of fact checkers versus our eyes and ears, we're supposed to believe. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. He didn't say exactly that. What's the... Didn't he say it? <laughs> so he said it at a rally. Weeks later, Mike Pence at a debate with Kamala Harris mentioned that they said that. And then the fact check, they were doing like a live tweet fact check and just said, no, there's no evidence. And then ignored all evidence. And that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Even though we've got the video clips to prove it. I mean, th- that's yeah. the other part about this. We have so much footage. Uh, tape doesn't lie. Yeah. And well, there- go ahead. They won't correct literally anything. I mean, there have been cases where they'll try to fact check a legal claim and then a Supreme Court or a state Supreme Court will rule that they're that, you know, not that literally the politifacts interpretation was wrong, but that the, the thing they were talking about. The, I'm trying to, how could I I think I phrased that poorly. Uh, basically, a, a, a legal body will issue a ruling that completely destroys the politifacts you know, argument, yeah. and then they'll either ignore it or add an add a, add a, like an addendum acknowledging it, but then yeah. not updating it. So, for instance, in the Rittenhouse case, um, they were arguing that it was illegal for Kyle to hone the, the particular type of wit- weapon he had. But then the judge in the case explained why the weapons charge didn't hold up. And then in the PolitiFact article, arguing the charge was legitimate, basically just said, oh, we don't agree with the judge. And it's, it was, you know, some college grad with a communications degree. And I don't know why he would know the law, but apparently thought he did better than this judge. It, it is. It, it's it's really crazy. And that's one of the things that, that bothers me as a journalist. When I, and, you know, people say, oh, you only covered sports. Fine. Whatever you want to think about that. Uh, journalism is journalism. And you want to make sure your sources are correct and that you have everything right. And I, goodness knows I made a mistake here and there uh, and tried to rectify them as soon yeah. as possible. Because the one thing that mattered to me more than anything was that people could trust what I said, that my the people I talked to had faith in me, that I was going to quote them correctly and accurately, and that everything, and, and that people who said things off the record, it was going to stay off the record. All those tenets of journalism that I I just clung to so that I had integrity in my job. Well, these days, man, you know this as well as I do, you can read through 
printed, published articles and find typos and things that you're going, where are the editors? Where are the sets of eyes? So if it's as minor as a typo or a misspelling or saying someone was born in the town that they weren't born in, whatever it is, if that's happening on one level, that how can we expect the facts to be right? And where do we turn for any source that we can actually trust? Well, typos are my only errors, hopefully. Um, <laughs> as, as to where we turn to, you know, it's hard to say because any any authoritative source has, you know, the possibility of being corrupted. Um, you know, I think the whole community notes thing on Twitter sort of gets you the least er- is the least error prone method of fact checking in that. Um, I guess, you know, the evidence, for instance, with Wikipedia, that with non-political topics, it's actually more accurate than Encyclopedia Britannica. And the theory is kind of like, you know, if there is a page for a TV show, there's always some nerd who's going to know 100% what's true and can update it and such. And it's kind of the same with community notes in that if you have a million people fact checking, it's kind of wisdom of the crowd. So you're going to average out everyone's errors and you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. But it's better than getting some guy who graduated college two months ago and, you know, was working for Politifact. Right. And he's working there because he's got an agenda and it's all agenda driven and biased. And it's so frightening right now Mm -hmm. in the United States of America, where free speech is in many ways being quashed by this. Right. I mean, can we go can we go to that extent to say that some I, I, I think about COVID again, that some opinions and questions and statements of fact were quashed because they didn't go along with the popular, the uh, the politically appropriate narrative. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the point of the whole third of the book is just all the ways that government ha- themselves also has tried to utilize fact checking as their sort of Trojan horse. And, you know, the so-called disinformation governance board was kind of the peak of that. But I, I think they'll probably even try again with something like that. And it just seems like this is going to be the, the Trojan horse they use. Um you know, when you hear the word disinformation, the average person does take it to mean exactly what it means, disinformation. They don't realize it means generally things we don't like. Uh, and we saw that time and time again with COVID. Um, there was, you know, we, we were called to follow the science, but no one could really show you what the science even was. And I mean, science itself is all about debate. So it, it makes no sense to have one point of view. And, and they somehow picked the one point of view that was wrong about everything as well. So uh, just uh, a comedy of errors. Yeah, comedy. Yeah. If it weren't so sad, it weren't tragic. Yeah, yeah, it's, and so and scary. Uh, it really is. I'm I'm really glad you put this book together. Thank I hope you. it does really well. It's a it's a great. I think it's one of those great books to have just around yeah. because every now and then you can just grab it and look at one of these moments in time where someone said or did something and made a statement, and the fact checkers, you know work themselves into pretzels to try to say, oh, that's wrong. And it's it's amusing, but it's also eye-opening. There are a lot of revelations in here that are are fascinating. I, I really appreciate you coming on, Matt. All the best with the book. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. It's, it's a book that shows uh, someone to have some courage to call these people out and to do some good by sharing it with the rest of us. So as always, be brave, do good, and we'll see you next time.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.